Hello and welcome to Girls Gone Healthy. I'm so excited that you're here. Today we are talking with a dietitian all about late night snacking, late night cravings. I'm sure you've heard it from your mom before of don't eat too late, it'll keep you up at night, or from intermittent fasting, you've heard don't eat past a certain hour, it'll make you gain weight, and there's just like a lot of confusion and noise around late night cravings, where they come from, what they mean, because I know for me during quarantine, I've just been snacking away, you know, it's easy, the snacks are right there, not even leaving my house, so, you know, I find myself always snacking after dinner, and so my conversation with Paige really changed the way that I kind of thought about late night snacking. You know, she was talking about those days that, you know, you just keep eating and eating and eating after dinner because, you know, the popcorn that you're snacking on isn't filling. It's like, okay, you know, you're just hungry. Maybe you should eat a sandwich or eat something with substance because just because you had dinner doesn't mean you're not going to be hungry afterwards every single time. So that was one point that I love that she mentioned. And the second one that we will be talking about here too is the idea of When you wake up in the morning, if you're doing a morning workout, it's really hard for a lot of people to eat. People either feel like they have an upset stomach if they eat early in the morning or they don't have enough time to fit it in. And it's a really good alternative she goes to talk about of if you eat late, that might be able to carry you over through your workout in the morning. So there are so many uses for how you can use late night snacking to your advantage. Also, it's fine to just enjoy, have the ice cream after dinner have it while watching TV, do whatever. It's really not going to mess up your plan or whatever you're looking for all that much. So we talk about everything in between. But since you're here, I think you would love joining our Facebook group. It's linked below. It's also Girls Gone Healthy, Healthy Tips in Your 20s. It's a great place to come hang out, come say hi. So it's linked below and I hope you enjoy this episode. Are you stuck on where to start when it comes to getting in shape, feeling more confident in your body, or eating right? I want to break the idea that you have to stick to a diet and crazy workout routine in order to be healthy and reach your goals. Hi guys, I'm Emily Kaufman. I was a burnt out Division 1 athlete, turned stay at home couch potato, now turned group fitness junkie. If you're ready to ditch finding the perfect diet and workout routines that make you feel weak, this is the place for you. Welcome to the tribe girls gone healthy. Hey guys, so today we are joined by Paige Valentic. She's been an athlete her whole life and competed Division I in college. She's now a registered dietitian living in central Pennsylvania. She used to focus on weight management counseling and spoke at Penn State University classes, but now she's a dietitian at a local long-term care facility where she helps residents enjoy food and tailor nutrition plans to meet their medical needs. Thanks for joining us today, Paige. Yeah, thanks for having me, Emily. Yeah, so I know that when we talked, you said, you know, you had been an athlete your whole life. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit more about your own health and fitness journey and then how you became a dietitian. Yeah, I'd be happy to. So I grew up as an athlete, similar to yourself, Um, did a few different sports, mainly gymnastics, diving and swimming. So nutrition's always been a part of my life. Then I dropped gymnastics and got pretty serious about swimming. 
in high school um, and then was lucky enough to be able to swim at Penn State um, and just my passion for nutrition and how to fuel in order to be a successful athlete just drove that passion to want to become a a registered dietitian. So it's not that the food comes easy for me. Like we always joke, my husband is a fitness professional um, and he teaches kinesiology classes at Penn State. And everyone's like, you guys must eat healthy all the time and exercise every day. And we're like, actually, no, we, you know, we find that balance. But for me, so the food comes a little easier, but the fitness is actually the harder part for me. I listened to one of your podcasts where you said, you know, you turned couch potato after uh, college sports and, and that was me too. You know, you struggle to, uh, you know, keep up consistent exercise when you don't have the accountability of a team. So yeah, I'm just now figuring it out. I've got my husband that helps me and my friends and just finding ways to enjoy exercising and eating healthy. Yeah, I feel like that's super relatable to, you know, turning from being an athlete where you're focusing on performing to, okay, now how do I find working out for fun? But that's interesting too, that You know, you had such a nutrition focus, even in college, just because I think that it's something that I personally put on the back burner. So did you think of it as like, okay, this is going to fuel me a certain way and you started learning about how foods helped your performance or were you more the person of counting calories and aesthetics? Um, I definitely was taking the avenue of like how food was going to help fuel and improve my performance. I mean... With that being said, my nutrition in college, because I was burning so many calories swimming, I, when it came to making food choices, it was like whatever I wanted and I definitely ate a lot. And so then now fast forward five, 10 years, however long it's been since I've done that college sports, you know, it's turned a little bit more aesthetic and that, you know, I don't have to be this intense athlete anymore where I have to fuel, just have the energy to be working out for five hours a day, right? Um, So now it's just about maintaining my weight and, you know, still being healthy and being fit along the way. So I guess you could say a little bit of both. Yeah, I really like that, too, because, yeah, when you're an athlete, I feel like you can almost eat whatever, (laughs) you know, you're just counting on your body to burn so many calories per day, especially the competition days, like you're working out longer than you would ever need to in a normal everyday life. So definitely that transition is really hard from going from a nutrition plan of an athlete to a nutrition plan of, you know, your everyday adult. Do you kind of have any suggestions for people going through that? For me, I realized that I need to have a goal. I need to have a reason. I I need to have that why. When I don't have a reason to make healthy choices, that's when I start, start to really, you know, struggle, I guess you could say, because then I'm, you know, just eating because I feel like it. I'm not really eating for fuel or for, you know, whatever my goal at that given time in my life may be. So just having that reason why to remind you of why you want to be healthy, why you want to exercise, why you want to eat healthy, you know, maybe not nighttime snack or nighttime snack on the right things like we're going to talk about here. That is really helpful for no matter what your history is and why you may or may not struggle with making healthy choices. So that's kind of what I always try to ground myself in like, okay, why am I trying to be healthy in the first place? And then in that those moments where it's easy to make bad decisions, I am motivated to make a good decision. Yeah, that's so important. And I've never thought about it like that. Because 
you know, when you stop becoming or when you stop competing as an athlete and you kind of stop thinking about your nutrition and it's like, okay, you can't just think about or stop thinking about it and forget about it. It's still there. So you just kind of have to change your why of going from performance for sports to, well, how do you just want to feel good day to day throughout your nutrition? Yeah. And I think that sets us up perfect too for what we're talking about today, which is nighttime snacking. So this has really been on my mind recently, like in the last few years, because beforehand when you're competing, you're not thinking about as much when you're eating how much you're eating so I never really minded it but then when I wanted to start losing weight I feel like everything is so anti nighttime snacking like every diet is like oh you can't eat anything after like 8 p.m or especially with the whole intermittent fasting craze Mm -hmm. everyone is so against nighttime snacking so I just wanted to talk to a licensed dietitian kind of debunk some of those myths talk about how we can incorporate in this in our life so Yeah, thanks for coming on to talk about this. Yeah, of course. I'm excited. Yeah, so I just wanted to go into why we get cravings at night. Is there any scientific reason behind this? There are definitely scientific reasons behind it. I mean, there's hormones in our body that depending on our stress levels and what's going on in life day to day, that can impact our cravings, no doubt about it. I actually find from the people that I've worked with and just personal experience that, um, yeah, the stress and some of our emotions can increase our cravings, but it's more just what's, you know, what's going on during that specific day. Did I not eat enough? Um, You know, maybe my blood sugar's low and that's why I have cravings. Maybe I had a super stressful day at work and I feel that food's going to make me feel better. You know, uh, maybe I just feel like there's a lot of different things going on in life and I've just simply lost control. Maybe I'm convincing myself that I have cravings. Like, um, You know, so there's a lot of different things, but sure, science definitely plays a big role. But um, mentality and, you know, already connecting it back to that reason why, you know, that we've we've talked about, if you don't have a reason why, if you don't have a motivator to not give into cravings, then, you know, those things tend to get even more, I guess you could say stronger and, and you want it more and more. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. It's kind of like the day is catching up to you type of thing. Like if you're, Yeah. yeah. yeah, like if you're taking care of yourself throughout the day, then you might not feel that craving as much at night. But, you know, if your whole day is busy and you're booked for 10 hours out of your day and so you're not even eating a full meal, well, then, yeah, when it comes to nighttime, that might be when it all hits you. Yes. And people people have those cravings for many different reasons. I mean, a lot of times, you know, another thing I didn't even mention yet, it, it just could be habit. Like somebody could just be used to whether because they grew up that way or just a habit that they've formed in their adult life that they're used to having sweets, you know, before they go to bed or while they're watching TV or, you know, maybe just there's some sort of habit there that you're thinking, all right, I'm sitting down to watch TV before I go to bed. I'm, I'm craving sweets. I'm craving chips, whatever, you know, whatever it might be. So the, the reasons for those cravings goes on and on. <laughs> yeah. So it's just kind of determining okay, like, are you craving this because this happens every night at this time? Or has it been because Mm -hmm. you haven't been including a certain food in your meal plan and in your diet? And so you just want that at that certain point of time, not necessarily that it's every night. Exactly. I mean, cravings can be micronutrient deficiencies. I mean, and it's different for everybody. 
and somebody could have 10 different reasons why they have cravings and it could just be one reason. But I mean, as we talk here, I guarantee I'll be thinking of more and more reasons. (laughs) Yeah. And so obviously there's a lot of different reasons that we get cravings at night. So you get this craving, you start snacking. Is it bad to snack at night? Like I kind of mentioned it before with the big wave of intermittent fasting, there's kind of this whole myth of, okay, well, if you eat after a certain time, you're going to gain weight. Is that true? Should you start cutting yourself off at a certain time? That's a really good question. And I think when it comes to dietitians and answering questions like this, one thing that we say all the time is, it depends because if you're really individualizing, you know, a recommendation or an answer to that question to whoever that person is you're talking to, it really does depend. Nighttime snacking for a person with weight loss goals is usually not appropriate and not the best decision. But, you know, we also work with people that have weight gain goals, you know, and so that might be an opportunity for them to get some extra calories and help them. Um, You know, maybe it's somebody that has diabetes or just has, you know, blood sugar issues in general, or maybe it's an athlete, you know, that tends to be low energy when they have their morning workout or, or just anybody that works out in the morning and they feel they have less energy. I mean, so the, the time that it's appropriate to snack at night really just depends on that person's goals um, and, and really what's best for them too. Um, so it's, I know that's like a worst answer you want hearing it depends. Um, but, but you really do have to take into consideration what that person's why is and then recommend accordingly. Yeah, no, I definitely understand too, that it's usually it depends situation, but I liked, especially what you mentioned too, with using that nighttime snack as fuel for the next morning. Because I know that a lot of people aren't big breakfast people because if they're going to work out in the morning, they can't eat early enough that it won't upset their stomach. So they're barely eating much before their workout. And it's like, okay, but what if you had a little snack before bed and maybe that can help push you through your workout that next day? Yeah, that's a really good example. And, you know, one other thing I want to mention too is like, It's very easy to fixate on, you know, nighttime snacking is a great example of, you know, getting into this mindset of, oh, I shouldn't do that. And nighttime snacking is bad, right? And that mindset can be very, very toxic and can really hurt somebody as they're trying to accomplish their goals. You know, it's, it's important to know that, you know, we're all, we're all only human. We're never going to be perfect. We might need to snack less at night. But it's not the end of the world if a person snacks at night every now and then, or maybe they still snack at night, even, you know, where before they were eating way too many calories, and now they've become successful in eating proper portion sizes of snacks. And, you know, so a person's success and what's best for them needs to be, you know, viewed through that lens as well. So it's really not a one size fits all of, nope, no one should snack at night. You just got to, it just depends on that person. Yeah. I really like that part that you mentioned too, where it's not one size fits all and it's not, okay, you can never nighttime snack. That's why I really wanted to talk about it today because I think a lot that what I've been seeing on social media and what I hear with all these different weight loss and diet things is just no nighttime snacking ever. And we sometimes write things off that we don't really think about. And then also, as you've already said, there's some value in nighttime snacking. And so you can kind of see both sides of this coin and you can kind of make that decision for yourself or 
if it's not even a decision, maybe you can just stop worrying about nighttime snacking and think of it as just another normal part of your day. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. You really brought that together really well. Yeah. And then I know this next question is also going to be a little bit of it depends, but I do want to ask it anyways, just to hear your opinion on it. But is it better to eat a big meal later in the day than snacking like should you try to push your dinner off an hour or two in order to not snack later that night you um predicted my answer very well and it does depend (laughs) no I'm just kidding but I think you know that's there's a fine line with that it is a really good strategy to eat a little bit later maybe eat a bigger meal but the fine line is that you could very easily then overeat in that meal and overeating in any given meal is not good for anybody. I mean, once again, we're only human. There's going to be times that we overeat. Um, You know, it's not the end of the world to do that. We just don't want to do it consistently. Um, But I know for just using my own, my own personal experience and myself, I, if I eat dinner by five 30, I'm definitely hungry. Um, Eight 39 o'clock. So for me, I do personally eat later in the evening closer to between 6 30 and 7 30 because then I know I'm going to be going to bed comfortably full like I won't be hungry but I also am not going to be stuffed because I eat dinner at nine o'clock um you know so there's a lot of value it depends on the person for me when I snack late at night because I had an earlier dinner or whatever it might be I cannot control my portions. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. You know, it's really hard to have a proper portion of ice cream or or chips, like especially when you're grabbing the whole bag. I mean, there's not a lot of people in this world that can really count out the proper amount of chips that you need and be successful with that long term, right? So, so for me, I've realized that that's what's best. And I know a lot of people that I've worked with um, find that eating a later dinner still keeping with proper portions can help them be successful with avoiding late night snacking, or if they do snack at night, being able to stick to the proper portion of whatever they're eating. Yeah, that's some good suggestions there too. Um, Especially what you mentioned at the very beginning of, okay, you don't necessarily want to push back your dinner two hours if then you're going to be starving, because then you'll just end up eating more anyways. So just like do what's comfortable for you. Think about what will serve your body the best, which it's always easier said than done, but I think that's a great reminder of that. Yeah. And every day is different for everyone. I mean, let's be realistic too. I mean, some days, depending on what's going on in life, you might have to have an earlier dinner and then you can plan a snack, you know, be prepared to have a snack later. That's going to help you be successful with portions or maybe vice versa, where you've got a lot of stuff to do after work or whatever. And you know you're going to have a later dinner. So plan to have a snack, you know, in that late afternoon time so you're not starving going into dinner either, right? But pushing back dinner can definitely also create more cravings in the afternoon because you might just be more hungry than usual. So every day is different and and it's important to kind of plan accordingly and most importantly, listen to your body and how hungry you are. Yeah, that's great advice. And then... I know that when we think about nighttime snacking, a lot of it is desserts, it is the chips, but obviously you can choose to have some healthier options. And so for people that, you know, are trying to make this a good part of their meal still, um, does it matter what they include, like protein best, carb best? Do you have any recommendations on snacks to have at night? 
Yeah, that's a really good question. So first and foremost, if somebody is having a sweets or a salty craving, try to choose something that ha- that's a healthier sweet but salty craving. Because think about it, like if you're craving sweets and you go for something salty, you're probably just going to want sweet still, right? So try to target whatever you might be more likely to crave or what you consistently crave um, in the evening. But definitely protein should be included. It's not always easy to have a protein source with a late night snack. A lot of times it's it's a convenient thing. It's something that we're grabbing. We're not necessarily preparing anything. Um, but protein makes us feel full. So including some protein with your snack is going to help with this with the satiety and managing portion sizes. So that's always a good go-to place. That as well as fiber. Fiber is another nutrient that's going to help us feel fuller for longer. So some good late night snack options is definitely popcorn. Um, There's, you know, popcorn, (laughs) another fine line thing where you don't want to get the movie extra butter popcorn, then you're just going to have a lot of fat and extra calories with it. But there's plenty of um, brand name popcorns, pre-made popcorns, like the Boom Chicka Pop, Skinny Pop, or some that I can think off the top of my head, but there's tons, Pirate's Booty, um, a lot of those that you can have a big portion size for a small amount of calories. That's one of the things, one of my go-tos, because you can have like a kettle corn, or you can have like a sweet, or sorry, a salty or a popcorn, you know, something like that. And then I already know that I'm going to be able to have like three cups for like 150 calories. I love big portions. So that's one um, go-to for myself that you can go either way. Um, There's healthier ice cream options too. There's Greek yogurt-based ice creams too. They're a little bit more pricey if you ask me, but they're going to be lower calorie for a bigger portion as well as having some extra protein in there. Um, Even just one thing I love to do too is using... Greek yogurt and powdered peanut butter. So powdered peanut butter um, is a super low calorie peanut butter source. They've essentially just taken the peanuts and ground it up into a powder and they don't add add any extra oil or anything like that. So by mixing those together, that can be kind of like a sweet and salty combination as well. Um, Fruit and just regular peanut butter is a fine choice. You have to be careful with, with portion sizes there, of course, but But I mean, I'll be honest with you guys. I mean, sometimes I even do something, if I'm hungry enough, I'll make half a sandwich because I just know that that's something that is going to satisfy me right away. And I don't have to play the game of, okay, I'm going to have a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And next thing you know, I'm still hungry. So does that, does that help you or you want some more examples? No, that definitely helps, especially that part about adding in protein too because you know if your nighttime snacking is more than just a little craving it's okay no my stomach's still hungry (laughs) like I want to eat before bed then yeah that's when you should focus more on maybe the yogurt or making a sandwich or doing something that has more protein and fiber to fill you up because you'll never be satisfied then like you can finish a whole carton of ice cream and you might still be hungry (laughs) oh yeah Oh, yeah. I mean, I, there's so many people and like, no one really wants to admit it, but it's it's true. Like the salty cravers can put down a bag of chips without even blinking an eye. The sweet cravers can put down a gallon of ice cream without blinking an eye. Like it's easy. So you have to, if you know you're going to be snacking and you're, and you're hungry, you have to be making, you know, planning and, and having a better choice that's going to be more satisfying than those just empty calories. Yeah, I think that that's probably where 
there's a lot of confusion with nighttime cravings and snackings and that's where it kind of gets the bad name because you know you think of nighttime you can only have these light things like popcorn but if you're really hungry like there's no amount of popcorn that will satisfy that so yeah that's great to learn about yeah you just have to listen to your body and make a decision accordingly but there's no right or wrong nighttime snack it's just got to be something that's in alignment with your goals so that why what's most important to you what's going to keep you on track but then you know if you're truly hungry what's going to satisfy you and and whatever that is for you go for it yeah and then that leads me into my last question so we talked a lot about the cravings for you know when you're actually hungry and then you also mentioned that there was another type of craving where you're just kind of used to it you get into the routine of after dinner you're sitting in front of the TV, you're snacking. Do you have any tips or ideas on how to not like curb that craving, but kind of how to handle it or any alternatives? So do you mean just like uh, how to break that habit of wanting to eat at night? Yeah, yeah, I guess it's more of a habit. Like it's not even a nighttime craving anymore, but it's just you've gotten into the habit, even if your body doesn't necessarily want it or need extra food. Yeah, yeah, that's, and that is, I feel like I'd be a millionaire if I knew how to how to fix a habit like that. But that is why I, you know, kind of alluded to it at the beginning of just having that reason why the motivator, then, um, you know, keeping that in the back of your mind can help you check in in that moment, that moment of vulnerability where it's like, wait a second, am I wanting this snack? because I'm truly hungry, because my body needs it for my workout tomorrow, because I can tell my blood sugars, you know, is there a really good reason? Or am I simply going for it? Because that's just what I do. That's what I'm used to. That's what feels good. That's what eat. That's what's easy, right? Like, so it's just that that reason why is a quick reminder in that moment to say, okay, am I going to stay, make a decision that's in alignment with my goals? Or am I going to give in to this habit and to this craving because it's what's easy in this moment, right? So so that can really, really help. And then secondly, start small. If you're a person that snacks after dinner, seven days a week, late, te- late night snacking, whatever, seven days a week, don't try to just stop it all together, all right? Starting with six days, five days, whatever is realistic for you, whatever you can say, nine out of 10, 10 out of 10, I'm confident I can only snack five out of seven days, start there. By feeling successful, that's just going to breed more success. So you've got a couple weeks of only snacking for five days, like, okay, I think I'm ready to go to four, right? And then just, you know, be successful there and get yourself slowly cut yourself down. But you know, nothing hurts worse than feeling like you fail. And then it's like, all right, why bother anymore? I'll try again on Monday, right? That's what gets us going down that that spiral we can all relate to. So have that reason why and start with small realistic changes and, and you'll be able to curve some of those habit, late night snacking habits that maybe you've wanted to for a while. Yeah, that's great advice too because, you know, if you are used to doing it every night and then you slowly cut it out, like just start easy start on those days that you're just so full from dinner you're like oh I don't even want this ice cream tonight and then slowly over time like that does build up and habits always build up so that's great advice um I definitely learned a lot from today's conversation and I would love for you to talk about where people can find you how they can work with you how they can connect with you 
Sure. Yeah. So I, um, do some, some weight management, but also a little bit of everything when it comes to nutrition counseling and whatever your goals might be, if nutrition plays a role in that, um, I'd be happy to help you. You can reach out to me in my email. Uh, it's my name, Paige Valentic RD at gmail.com. And we can do whatever, you know, whatever you need to help you accomplish your goals. Um, you can also follow me on social media. I, I have considered uh, posting more nutrition-related things, um, but, but we'll see. Maybe, maybe somebody can encourage me to do that one day. But my Instagram's just my name, Paige Valentic, so you can follow me on there as well. Um, but yeah, feel free to reach out and, and we can see if we can help you accomplish some of these goals or curb some of these late night snacking habits we talked about. <laughs> Perfect. That was so helpful. Thank you for your time. And I'll include all of those links right below. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, do me a favor and take a screenshot right now and post it on your Instagram story. You can tag me at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast. Come say hi. Come say what's up. I'd love to connect with you and this would help support me to continue bringing you free content. See you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.